Hi and welcome to episode 34 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and I'm a wedding photographer too. Delighted to be talking to the fab Kim Hart photography for today's episode. Kim is based in Holland, has won seven Reportage awards from us and was just so lovely to talk to. She shares so much great advice and thoughts here. My eight-year-old daughter was listening to me working on the episode and she said, wow, she's so inspiring and I totally agree. Stick with us today as Kim shares all about life in the pandemic and homeschooling her girls, her soft spot for the elderly, why she's particularly drawn to black and white, her first paid wedding, McDonald's, her top tips for better documentary captures and much more. Before we get on to Kim, just another reminder about our brand new benefit for members, exclusive educational videos. We now have almost 16 hours of video where you can learn from the likes of The Framers, Dominique Shaw of York Place Studios, Paul Rogers, Tyler Workin, Simon Leclerc, Christian Levin and more with new videos added regularly. Check them out at thisisreportage.com. Right, over to Kim. Hey Kim, how are you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, all good, all good. How's, how's things with you? Because you're over in Holland, aren't you? Yeah, I'm over in Holland and it's the first day that uh, schools are up and running again. Oh, so right. the girls are off to school. It's almost normal. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. How old are your girls? Um, the oldest is, is turning eight in a week and the youngest is just uh, four. Oh, cool. Very similar. to I've got an eight-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy, so very similar. Uh, yeah, so they're also both at school, which is... Uh, well, as uh, it's still different here, so ah. yeah, as are both at home at the moment, actually. But um, so, so how does it feel for you having them back at school? How has it been over the past few months? Well, it was it was uh, weird because the youngest one just turned four, and she had like one or two days to practice, and then Corona hit, so oh. she she could extend it for a couple of months. Mm. And um, it was hectic because you have to rearrange everything. Yeah. The lovely, the, 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 the amazing part was that in the time when we were home, we had lovely weather and a nice garden and the girls uh, yeah, got together a lot. So that was just amazing to see. They had oh, that's, yeah. that's cool, that's, isn't it? There's always, there are good sides to these, this horrible yeah. situation, I guess. Yeah. And and then, well, I'm, I'm not meant to be a, a school teacher. That's what I've learned also. <laughs> Definitely it's not for me. <laughs> it's really difficult, isn't it? It's yeah, tricky. It, yeah, it is. It really is. Have um, some, your teachers things. been sending you kind of like oh. uh, things to do and things in that time? Yeah, like a lot, like mm. everything. And some things we were debating how to teach them. Mm. So, uh, But we managed. And it's but, also uh, it also has a, a good advantage because you get to know uh, how they are doing and um, where you can give them some extra help, to be honest. That's true. Right? Mm, that is not true. all bad, come on. It's not all bad. But honestly, I'm happy to have some peace and quiet. <laughs> in my yeah. I totally understand that. I totally understand that. And, and were they looking forward to going back to school today? Were they happy? Well, the oldest one was happy because it's turning back to normal. And for kids, that's good. Mm. The youngest one... She says, just, no. <laughs> she just wants to be home and play. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Oh. Um, and how, how has it been for you in terms of weddings, you know, and postponements and things? How's, 
How's it looking for you now? When's the next wedding that you're supposed to be shooting? Well, um, I, I have to be honest. These last months are on a personal level quite uh, were quite changing. I've just recently divorced in the middle of Corona. Oh, so and, uh, yeah, it's sorry, but on the other hand, we are very uh, good, uh, also stay good friends for the girls. So I'm lucky to have all that time together still with the girls and the family. So at the end, for me personally, not having weddings is perfect. Right. Because I have all the time to focus on, um, on this. Mm. So it was kind of a, uh, yeah, a little luck. From, from from my end, a little blessing in the skies. Right, yeah. Of course, uh, on the, on the, uh, like for, for income, it's not good. Mm. Uh, our government is supporting us, which is nice. But that gives us some air. But a lot of weddings are postponed to either the end of this year, from mm. September. I think I have my first one in August. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I have some. But uh, for my plan is to do it uh, next year, um, to, to, to start it more and be back, more back, because I had let it go a little bit last year. Oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Awful, awful. Um, but yeah, it's hopefully awful. next. It's life. It you know? is. I guess. I'm fine. We're all fine. It's not awful. That's it's good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, cool. <laughs> um, but in, in a similar situation for me in terms of weddings. So my next wedding is not until the end of September. You know, they've all yeah. postponed until then. What What are the laws at at the moment in Holland in terms of weddings? Can they go? even go ahead now or are they not allowed at all well we have the one and a half meter uh, rule mm. so we have to have distance uh, with each other but the, uh, our biggest trouble were the locations if they could go if they could open okay. um, so that was uh, the biggest concern for the wedding couples um, and for now i think this month we're allowed to be with 30 people in a, in a, in a room, in distance. All right, okay. I think from July or, or August, we're changing to 100. Oh, wow, okay, so, so it's, it's easing. Yeah, yeah, so uh, it, it's picking up, you know, over here. It almost feels like normal. And, right, wow. Uh, but I'm a bit concerned about a second wave because nobody is having any distance anymore. Oh, really? With it. So it's fingers crossed. But otherwise, I have, a, I think, a wedding in August and in September and October. So I have quite like four or five this year still. Okay. Uh, That's quite nice to have in. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? Until we last shot. It has. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I'll remember how to use my camera. I don't know. <laughs> well, I used it for the girls a little bit and some newborn shoots. They're still uh -huh. letting me uh, do that from distance and from family. But it's not the same as a wedding. No, that's true. Oh, yeah, fingers crossed that will happen in August, and and then it the did. other ones it will. Um, so I'd like to talk about one of your one of your specific images, one of your reportage awards that I particularly love. Um, it appears to be, I think, it looks like a, a granddad holding his grandchild. I think you know, it looks like maybe on the dance floor. I don't know, but it's just a beautiful moment. His expression, the way he's holding him, you're black and white. Um, can you tell us a bit about that shot? Um. 
Well, yeah, I have a soft spot for the elderly. I always have. Um, just, just they calm me down as a person. I have a very good connection. I had a very good connection with uh, both my grandparents. Okay. So whenever I see grandparents, um, yeah, I, I just go. I'm like a magnet. I, I need to go there. There's something about it that I love to shoot. And if you have children combined with that, especially at weddings, um, I try to capture that because a lot of the time our elderly are staying at home in their house, especially in the Netherlands, and they don't go out and about that much. Uh, okay. Uh, but for a wedding, you know, you have the whole family together and they get dressed up and it's a beautiful location. So I know that it, that's like one day in a year or so, that doesn't happen a lot. Mm. That's maybe why I, I'm so focused on grandparents because you know that they're getting older. Mm. And, and, and so when I see grandparents, I always try to like joke and make fun with them. And they like that. They, they like the energy. Uh, so I can, they allow me to come really close. And this particularly uh, granddad, it was indeed a granddad. He was a photographer. Oh, really? As well? Wow. Yeah. So in the beginning, he was very skeptic. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, and in the end, I showed him some examples on the, on the back of the camera. And he was very enthusiastic. So I had a good bond with him. Oh, it cool. was in the middle of the reception that uh, I could see the little kid and I could see him. But it was spontaneous moment so I just turned around and I saw at the moment I was at the right place uh, and a lot of the times I'm like very low to the floor yeah okay uh, beyond child's level and I'm only one well, I'm very sh short so, <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't matter for me <laughs> and, um, yeah and I just I just saw the moment um, mm. It's a beautiful shot. This the way he's holding him and then looking down at him, and it's 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 just beautiful. I love it. Um, if anyone's listening, you know, while running or in the car, do come to the site. This is reportage.com, and I'll include the image in the post in this podcast image, and you can see it. Yeah, it's awesome. I love your black and white as well. And you do. I think you you show a lot of black and whites, and actually, all yeah. all your reportage awards are black and whites. Actually. Um, <laughs> Yeah, which is great. I love black and whites. Do you, do yeah. you have a specific reason why you choose to edit certain images in black and white? Yeah, <clears throat> I thought about that, of course, for a long time because I love black and white. Ever since I've started photography, I couldn't get my colors right. And <laughs> at the beginning, I thought it was due to technique. But um, the more I get to know myself and I mean, the more I get to understand myself and how I view the world and why I view the world, I came to understand that the black and white and the strong blacks and the deep, the deep blacks and the very white and the, the contrast, the drama in it, is, is because it's my personality. I've um, been, as a child, I've been through some 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 pain or I saw some fear um, and that made me quite harsh as a person but I'm also somebody who's extremely sensitive mm. um, uh, and 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 have a very sensitive soul mm -hmm. um, and that kind of comes back in the way I put, uh, see the world and take photos so it's about deep 
be black and very white. Oh, that's <laughs> and, cool. Yeah, and I didn't realize that um, that I that I looked look at it that way. Um, so it's representation of myself, mm. actually, and that's what makes it even better. Yes, yeah, a lot of my, cool. yeah, a lot of my clients also have experienced some drama in their life, either a loss of somebody or uh, a, a tough childhood. So it also speaks to certain people, which is right, cool. sure. Oh well, that's 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 a beautiful way, I think, of um, yeah, of of seeing it as well, looking at it. That's lovely. How did you? Because you said how you were very sensitive as a child, and and were you into photography from an early age? How did how did you get into being a wedding photographer? Um, I started by accident. Now I realize that both my parents are very creative. I didn't really know that as a child. My dad was a graphic designer and my mom was our school photographer. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> She's cool. a writer. So they're both kind of uh, creative souls. Yeah. I had nothing with photography. It was when my oldest uh, girl uh, got born, I was walking in the forest in the early mornings. You know, I'm never out and about in the really early morning because <laughs> I love to sleep in. But yeah, with babies, you have to do something. So That's I was true. in the forest. I live near the forest, which is amazing. Oh, and I suddenly saw the light coming between the trees, hitting the ground. And I just took my iPhone and I took a shot. Then I was hooked on photography. And every morning, <laughs> when, before I had to go to my work, because I wasn't a wedding photographer, I went like running on the fields to catch the sunset. Oh, and I was just hooked uh, on, on landscape. So oh, I okay. And then I got to um, borrow a camera from uh, my granddad, well, my ex-husband granddad, and I was addicted. And I started yeah. to do portrait photography. Cool. And and I just shot portraits, like like editorial or fashion portraits, and I got some, well, some name in that in the Netherlands. Okay, cool. And I, then I thought, hmm, I really like this. Maybe I could uh, earn some money with it. <laughs> yeah, that's always good. <laughs> yeah, because it was all just fun and, and uh, whatever. So I asked my best friend, who's also a wedding photographer, if I could join her. And from day one, I was like totally in love with it it was so and it, i think i started my first wedding uh, end of of december 2017 okay not, so, not not long ago not long ago no and in 2018 i offered myself like for nothing to everybody <laughs> <laughs> i shot like millions of weddings and i, I just was in love oh, uh, and cool. went yeah and went quite fast and quite well and yeah. yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great as well. So, and, and very, not that long. I thought from the quality of your work, you know, I thought you'd been shooting a lot longer than that. So that's really, really cool. Um, What was it? Do you remember your first wedding, you know, that was your own wedding and your first like proper wedding as, as maybe? Oh, yeah, I do. And it was so nerve wracking. It was in Rotterdam in December. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. And um, oh, I had to teach myself to learn the flash just in case it was dark <laughs> and I'm not technical you know I shoot manual 
from day one, but I'm not technical, so I was terrified. But what if it's going to be too dark? Oh, yeah. Was it okay? Um, it was okay because I'm a very lucky girl. Almost all my weddings, I think like 90% of them, I have some. Oh, that is lucky. That's very nice. You should put you should put that on your website. You know, ninety no, percent just asking for it. You know, that's true. Yeah. Just asking for. I was I was joking about that, but I, I I often have good good weather. And in December we had an amazing sun, so I have beautiful photos of them on the bridge outside of Rotterdam with the golden hour. And I used the flash, and it worked somehow <laughs> and they were very happy with it and it was yeah i'm still also happy with those pictures uh, that's cool to be really happy from your first paid wedding as well is is really really good <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah well my technique and everything changes a bit but not the way i shoot it right. it's the same still Mm, cool great stuff and yeah and it's just gone on from then and it's yeah, it's awesome cool um let's change tack slightly now let's go so if you won the lottery kim i don't know if you play the lottery do you, do you have a lottery in holland yeah but i don't think i play <laughs> no, okay but imagine if you did play and you won the lottery what would you spend it on i mean when would you still do wedding photography what would I spend? Well, it's a, it's a good one because I do not care about money at all. That's cool. Good way to be. I, I always have money somehow because I'm good at saving. Okay. That's been handy, especially with the pandemic, to, to have yeah. that. Right? Well, I'm lucky in money somehow. You know, it's like in March, I didn't have uh, had a wedding, but the government still had. Eh? Oh, okay. money, so that's Yeah, that helps. That's great. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. I don't think money makes would make me happy at all. Because mm. I don't like the way uh, it changes you. Mm. I totally so, understand. Yeah, yeah. I, totally... No, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't do anything different. I, it would just be no, it would be too easy. You know, if you have a lot of money then you miss the the drive. And I like having the drive to, to, to work and to provide for myself. Uh, and to earn my money that's so true isn't it it would be a very uh, different kind of life a, i would buy a house in like italy or something that oh, okay would, yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be easier but that's it yeah oh okay well that's that that sounds nice that sounds nice and i totally agree with you about about money being you know not important uh, as long as you've got enough to kind of live yeah. then yeah bits above that doesn't really make you happier it's um it's very interesting though the subject of happiness that's why I often talk about it on here um what does it mean to be successful to you then and I can I already know that money is not you know a level of success for you so what does it mean to be successful for you oh I think that's such a good question because um success is so so based on ego mm. uh, you know it's what what the eye wants to desire or whatever and i the last years i realized that success is is not about um being known or um, being popular or whatever for me success is um being truly happy and finding inner inner peace. For me, that's so much more important. Uh, so no, I, I I don't don't think in life of success because 
if you are successful, then other people should fail. And I don't like that idea. Mm, that's a great way. Of, I've not, I don't think I've heard that before. And that's so true, isn't it? Yeah, that's really yeah, true. I think it's so difficult to, to go through life, to get to know yourself and to stay true to yourself and to follow your heart, uh, to know who you are and what you want, to be of service to others and to always do the right thing. Mm. Well, that in itself is like a challenge. Mm, so success, success is so uh, it, it doesn't add anything. If you are if if you have something to say or your inspiration or a motivator, that will happen if if it happens. And if you try to achieve something and it's not from the heart. Mm. I think I, you just have to be you and try to live as true as possible and then that's enough. It's mm. more I totally agree. I think that's brilliant. Uh, I really do. It's great advice. Have you, you know, some, you know, to really do that, it's not easy. (laughs) Yeah. Success doesn't matter at all. No, no, no. I know that's a great way of looking at it. And have you found it, you know, because I think being, as you say, being yourself, being you is so important. Some, have you found it easy to be yourself throughout life? You know? No, I think I've uh, uh, I've put on so many masks in my life. And in, in the beginning, I, I was living through anxiety or fear all of the time, all of the time. I was afraid of everything. I couldn't even dare to drive. Oh, I was right. yeah. driving and had a lot of anxieties. And, and then I met uh, my ex-husband and I had a wonderful life. And it calmed, calmed me down a lot. And I wanted that to be successful so bad. I wanted to have the family that I never really experienced myself until a certain point that you did, that you realize that you might not be totally yourself. You might not be the total fit. And it doesn't bring you the happiness that you want. And then you have to change yourself again. And that's hard because facing fears is what's life about in my eyes. Mm. And that always causes pain. But in the long run, it's for the best of everybody. And I really believe that. So, no, I will fail and fall, like, probably the rest of my life. But I do have the feeling that I'm finding more inner peace now than I did before. So even when everything is very difficult in my life at the moment, I still feel really good. Yeah, wow. that's awesome man that's that's so awesome to hear I think you you say that and speak about that so beautifully I think that's awesome nice. um let's change tack again then slightly now um as, as well as your weddings and you mentioned it just earlier actually you also do family photography um can you tell us about your approach to that you know how you yeah. shoot families is it still a documentary kind of general way yeah no it's been repertized documentary from day one and before I even know that documentary existed I did family uh, maybe even before weddings oh cool okay and I shoot them the same way that I shoot my little girls it's I hate posing I absolutely hate it <laughs> in my portraits at the beginning I tried to capture something that had a feeling that wasn't like posed and so with with families we always went outside I said we're going to have an hour we're gonna walk in the forest you leave your phones at home you let your kids be kids please don't tell them what to do and i will run around and capture them right yeah. 
and that's still how I do it. Oh, that's cool. And do you enjoy the family side? Um, yeah, because I love I love kids. They're so unpredictable okay. and yeah. they're so full of emotions. And um, those those moments are, are just yeah. You know that it's for the years to come to look back at it. So mm. it's a very yeah honorable way of giving something back, even if it's not a lot. But I oh. I do I do really like it. Um, and I'm looking forward to shooting those more in the coming time. Yeah, that's I guess they they will be easier to do rather than weddings for the foreseeable future as well. Yeah, but it also takes more time. Uh, I, I prefer weddings because it's a big day and it has everything in it. Um, mm. And it's for, if we talk money-wise, it's, it's, it's better. It's a bigger a job, you know, it takes more mm. time. It's all those... Families are nice, but they're short and, and mm. yeah, it's sometimes difficult to plan in the week. Yes, um, that's true. Especially the weather, if they're often outside as well, that could be a, yeah. a thing. Yeah. Do you ever do the kind of day in the life sessions where you spend longer with the family? Uh, I think if I look at myself, to, to do that, you have to have higher prices. Mm. And I don't. There are not a lot of families really willing to do that. They're okay with like a session, mm. but those very long days, especially in my experience, the dads don't really enjoy having a camera around <laughs> the day. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so yeah I, I can appreciate that as a dad myself, I guess. I don't think yeah, I probably would. <laughs> they, yeah, but, but a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the times the people that are attracted to my photography are often people that hate posing right? because yeah. it's everything is on post and right. what I do is I tell them you don't have to pose but there are often people that don't like the camera that's mm, true yeah so yeah, yeah those short sessions are just more successful in terms of uh, bookings and so I try to stick with that and newborns oh, I do a lot of newborns and also in the same way oh okay cool Cool. I've never done any newborn photography. Is it doing? Do you enjoy that? Is it really difficult though? Oh, it's so different because you have to be aware of a little baby's soul. Right. Uh, I only do it from six, seven weeks old because then there's a little bit more aliveness in the little baby. They start to smile. They are more awake and more conscious. Mm. But the energy, um, you have to be very. You have to take a lot of time with little babies because even the shutter sounds can can have an impact on them oh, so all right when, yeah when i do it i take like small shots and then i stop again and i talk with the parents and how it is oh. and then when i see a moment i shoot a little bit but everything has to go in the pace of the little baby so if the baby is getting stressed for any reason i stop so oh, they yeah. take long but you do like a bath session or a cuddle session and oh. you change a little bit. And it's yeah. really nice to do. Yeah, it sounds if lovely actually. Smile, if they smile, because every parent wants that. And at the end, it, they always smile. So I have one of the little baby smiling. And everybody yeah. says. Oh, yeah, that sounds, it sounds lovely. <laughs> do you ever shoot families of the couples that you photographed, you know? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it, it happens. You know, if you shoot the 
the weddings, then you also shoot the new baby, and then you shoot like families. You get a, into a, a connection with the, those families, which is nice. That is cool, isn't it? To be able to capture different elements of their life going forward like that, I think is really lovely. And it's still rewarding when you come into an in, in, into their home and you see the photos actually hang up on the wall. You're like, oh, mm. I'm happy with that. They're, they're finding joy out of it. That's, That's so always, true. yeah, an, an honorable feeling or humble yeah. feeling. Yeah. I've only done that once. I've taken a photograph of one of my wedding couples, one of their um, their baby. And yeah, they had some photos up from their wedding when I went into their house. But I wondered if only the day before I arrived, maybe they went out and got photos. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're surprised at how happy, it's, how happy people are with your photos. One of my best friends has uh, a shoot her family sometimes. And she also recently... Uh, got, separated so I shoot her and her two little girls but she actually prints them and puts them all over her house so when I'm there I feel yeah that's so nice it's so appreciated oh that is cool to know isn't it yeah that is cool that is very cool and you as a mother yourself to um to two kids when we weren't in a pandemic you know how did you balance being a mom and being a busy photographer as well. I mean, how did you find that? <laughs> to be really honest, be really honest, I just dropped my work. I dropped it. Yeah. Uh, everything was postponed, and I knew that my number one priority was to try to be the best mother I could be in the circumstances, especially when her uh, grandmother got corona. And we didn't uh, know if she would survive. All right. Sorry. Is she okay? She's okay. But in that week, we also uh, signed the divorce papers. So in, uh. those, in those times, I was happy that I could leave my work for a little bit and fu- fully be here for the girls. Mm. So I shot a lot of them. You know, I shot them because I knew that it's going to change in a while. So I wanted those memories. So... Even when I had Corona, I was still shooting them. Like you had it as well. You had it. I didn't have it that 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 heavy. I had it for like a week. I had a fever for like a week, and I was extremely tired and could fall over and hit my head and all that stuff. But I wasn't that sick. Yeah, no, I wasn't that sick at all. But um, yeah, you know, shooting the shooting my girls. What what what? It's really special to do. Yeah, it's so important to do as well. So I need to do that more. You know, I don't pick up the camera enough at home with my kids. I need to do it more. I really do. Why you do it? If if you put it somewhere be, uh, below, so so if you're downstairs, you have to have your camera like present. Mm. If you have it boxed up in your gear above or whatever, then you won't. But leave it. Leave one downstairs, and you will do it. And you make yeah. like. album of it that's it oh i need to do it it's inspiring yeah i totally get that it's same i had an electronic drum kit that we hid away in a different room and now we've put it in the lounge and now i'm playing it like every day you know when it's there in front of you you will use it won't you what is the last time that you shoot your 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 kids Oh, with the proper camera, the big camera, as I call it. Um, (laughs) Oh, man, uh, maybe Christmas or so, maybe. 
Now you're middle in Corona now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, oh, I know. It's so different. Now they're back at school, and I have one picture of their dad sitting here behind the desk doing the homework. It's so cool to have. Mm. No, I need to do it. I'm going to do it, Kim. You've inspired me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Cool. Well, I expect to see it then, eh? (laughs) (laughs) That is good. Hold me accountable. That is good. That is good. Um, Which leads me on to a good point, actually, that you offer coaching to photographers. You're like coaching me, which is great. This is awesome. Um, How long have you been doing that for? Do you you enjoy it in teaching other photographers? I guess you must do. Well, it's, it's different. I'm not a great teacher per se Uh, (laughs) i bet you are no i'm not that technical what i love to do is to sit with somebody and truly figure out who who they are Mm. i just i just want to know and help them to figure out who they are and that's that's more important that's that's more important than the technical side yeah what's made what makes them them and and when you realize that why you shoot certain things um, and that is that is going to be your style. Mm. That is going to make you unique. So to to go away from copying or whatever, and just to see, okay, who are you, and why do you shoot this, and what do you see, and what do you like? And, and I love doing that, but it's more like the psychology behind it, and being there for people, and trying to coach them and motivate them to keep doing it. Mm, that's great I think that's a great way to look at mentoring or coaching definitely and I'm like you I'm not a very technical photographer so that element um definitely appeals to me more yeah Yeah, I don't promote myself with the new I'm so in awe of people who know everything about flashes and everything I think oh that's also for me that's like truly inspiring but I forget it (laughs) <laughs> I don't do it all the time. I, I say, oh, and then I have to go back again and again. Mm. So I don't do that anymore. I just stick with uh, what I know uh, and I try to learn as much as possible because that's important. But mm. Have you yeah. been on um, other workshops at all? Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've been very happy with uh, um, Rocio Viga. Oh, cool. I, I interviewed her for the podcast. She's awesome. I bet her workshop was good, was it? Yeah. If you want to, to, to really learn, like, also technical things, then she's the one. She will kick your ass. But she, <laughs> yeah, in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Um, but oh. she's just, uh, yeah, she's a lovely person. So that's why the, the workshops that I do or the mentoring, I choose people that inspire me. Mm, cool, I think yeah. that's more important than how good they are. So true. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Have you been on any conferences? Yeah, yeah I think um, uh, for Fearless mm. uh, for two years. First one was in Croatia. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. This, <laughs> it's, yeah, you need to. You need to, to, to talk to, to colleagues and to, to either make friends, meet new people, get inspired to learn and to share. That's so important. It's amazing. Mm. It is, isn't it? I love doing that as well. It really is. Um, yeah. I still get nervous about you know, like uh, socializing with loads of people, but I just, I do really enjoy it. I, I, are you the same when you're in a group, you, you just want to go away and sit alone? 
Oh, totally feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Yeah, I do that often. It's cool. It's too overwhelming. And then just try to find one person and have like a meaningful conversation. And I'm happy. Mm, yeah. That's, at all. That, that is so true. A, a pint, a cider for me helps a little bit as well. Just, <laughs> just, I, yeah. It doesn't help for me. I'm half English. If I drink, I get loud and obnoxious. So I don't. <laughs> I like the way you you liken the loud and obnoxious bit to your half English side. <laughs> I'm like those 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 people that go to Spain. If I drink, <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, what did you did you grow up in England at all? Or no, my grandparents lived there, so oh, I cool. go away sometimes and, and like really in a hideaway in a little cabin, uh, like in the woods. So that's oh. nice. That's cool. Now, have you ever shot a wedding over here? Oh, no. I want to shoot a, a, a wedding in Scotland. That's my big dream. But with, with everything on it, you know, the kilts and you know, uh, yeah. so on top of a hill with a thunderstorm. That's still <laughs> that on my would, wish list. That would so be cool. Anybody I... listening, if you want a second shooter and you're going to Scotland, please bring me. That would be <laughs> very happy hopefully you'll get loads of requests now hopefully that's cool I've um I've only done a couple in Scotland but I live in the very I live in Cornwall in England which is the very southwest so I did a wedding in in Dornoch um was it two years ago now and it's a thousand mile round trip so it took me a long time yeah a long time you went to the McDonald's didn't you I did I did (laughs) I remember it like seeing like like an insane trip Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Do you like McDonald's? Are you a McDonald's yeah. fan? That's really bad, but I do. Yeah. Oh, good, good. What's what's your meal of choice? What do you like? Chicken McNuggets. Ah, nice. With, but with the Dutch, they have like with the mayonnaise. Oh, okay, not ketchup. No, no, no. And, <laughs> and we only have the nice ones here in the Netherlands. But it, yeah, it's my comfort food oh, with yeah. the Mexican. Mac- it's nice. Really because I try to eat healthy, but you know, yeah, I love to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you can't resist the McDonald's, especially after a wedding on the drive home. It's just just the best thing. Um, so if you if you've just shot a wedding, what's the first thing you do when you get back home? Um, well, it depends. If it's late, I just go to bed mm. because I'm just tired. Uh, and uh, the next morning, I would back it up. You know, uh, on, on several locations, I have an external hard disk and I've got them in the clouds. So I have two or three places that I uh, um, have a backup because okay. I have some issues in the past that I almost lost the wedding. Oh, scary. Yeah, you lose like a year of your life in that moment. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> nightmare. Did that actually happen then, or did you say it was close yeah, to happening? Yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 uh, thank God we got it back, but I had an error on my card, which made an error on my uh, external hard drive. Uh, and in that same time, when we were backing up to the cloud, the, uh, the backup didn't went, and I didn't know that. Oh, nightmare. Yeah, so, but that, that doesn't like happen ever, but it happens. <laughs> So yeah, I have three backups now. I shoot on two cards and I have three backups because you do not want to lose a wedding. No, so true. Very wise, very wise. But you managed to get the data back, did you, in the end then? Thanks to my ex-husband, because he's a, he's a saint in that. He's amazing. 
Oh, manage my computer. He said, I will still help you with your computer. Go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, very nice. That is good. Um, and talk, let's get back with the photographer. You've won lots of awards, with, including seven reportage awards and lots from other associations too. Yeah. What, what for you, why do you personally um, enter awards? I enter them because somehow I, I want to, sh- to share my work. Mm. Uh, and uh, some of the photos that I when I shoot a photo I don't want the the people getting it to feel something I want it to be universally felt so if some photo makes you feel something either makes you smile or touches something inside it's like a universal feeling that I want to share Mm. and then that awards is a great platform because one of my photos that got a, a, a certain uh, award recently that room I know he had cancer and he died oh, to be able to share that with lots of people makes his memory you know he made a mark on the world and also a lot of grandparents that I shoot and they die I got a chance to share them somehow mm-hmm. and oh, that's, that's yeah so I, it's, I don't really know why I want that. It's like a s- small thing I can give back to people by yeah. having a platform. I think that's so, that's so lovely. I think that's a really, really lovely way, of, again, of looking at it. Yeah, I really yeah. do. Awesome. Um, what would be, so what, what would be your top tips to help someone become better at the documentary side of what we do? I know that a lot of people say that you you also need to think when you shoot a wedding. And I do agree with that, that, um, you know, considering your background, the lighting, the composition, it's very important to make better pictures. So learn that. I would I really do all the things that you're not good at. Learn them and then let it go. And then when you are at a wedding, just use your intuition your your feelings follow your heart and your soul and capture those moments because you can feel them so forget about everything just get behind your yeah your, your camera and just follow the emotions and the energy that are all around you come close yeah well after corona all <laughs> that, just, just come close if, the more you feel it the closer you have to come just mm. be there Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's that's really that's great. Um, I totally agree with that as well. I think that's beautiful. Can you can you tell us something that you're truly, truly awful at? Using the flesh. (laughs) 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 uh, You know, I know how it's how it works, but I'm I'm very short and only be having to to hang them up. It's too much. (laughs) I have to carry it around. No, I have my on-camera flash, and I know it's not nice. It's it's not the best light, and I could, oh, I could, I should really, maybe learn more. But I always go away after the openings dance, and in the morning I try to position them in in the window light. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I suck. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> but you don't you don't need to be great at that side as well. I mean, no, I'm not great at the flash side, and some people don't use any flash at all. So and I have it's... an amazing second shooter who does know how to do it. Oh, that's handy there. <laughs> I don't know if I can name her because she's amazing. She also won the Oh, it's uh, Marley, Marley Egelaar. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, she's a it's member. So oh, she that... helps me with that. And she looks at me and like, oh, do I need to do it again? I'm like, oh, yeah, please. <laughs> so do you often shoot together, do you? Uh, I, I always shot alone. And uh, uh, you, you get more into the zone when you shoot alone. You're allowed more into the group. But... Because I'm, a, I had a lot of anxiety in the past for being sick or not being there on time or the flash or whatever. I decided to ask for a second shooter, and I found Marley, and she's perfect also. And I also shoot with Nina; she's great too. Uh, but most of the time with Marley, and, and and it helps. I can really go back to concentrating and sitting in the moment, and I don't have to run around backwards and forwards, which I normally did. Because I want to cool. capture it all, which you don't, but I thought I did. Mm. Oh, I get that, that feeling that you have to be like a headless chicken running around and capturing everything. But... You don't have to do that, you know, mm. but I, I want to have everybody on the on the photo for in case my couple asks me, do you have photos of them? Mm. That's, yeah, that's why I thought well, I have to shoot everything, which you don't. <laughs> but... No, it's true. Um, other than photography, what what are you really passionate about? What are your what are your loves? Of course, my my girls. But yeah. every mama says that I'm passionate about uh, writing. I like to write. Nothing's particular. I just love writing. Uh, horses or 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 bikes? Oh, no, not riding, not writing. Sorry. Oh, writing. Sorry, no, sorry. Just writing. I oh, like reading cool. and writing. What kind of stuff do you write? For now, it's more the blogs, blogs or something like that on my website. Okay, yeah. But nothing. I I need to. I want to write a book one day. But it's like what everybody says. I want <laughs> to do this. I want to do that. But that's it's something that I would love to do one day. Mm. Um, I like being outside in nature. And yeah, I love you, to you say you live you live near woods. Is that right? Near yeah, forest. One minute walks, and I'm in the middle of the forest. So wow. uh, that is amazing. Yeah, I often put music on and try to go running, but it's more meditation than running. It's more being outside with music on. <laughs> if you were to write a book, do you have like an idea for a story or would it be uh, like an autobiography or would it be nonfiction or what would you do? I think it, it would be a, 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 rom a roman, how do you say it? Romance, is it? Or... Yeah, no, or roman, or, or what, historical, like. No, you know, Alan, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. It's not going to be an autobiography, um, but maybe something more based on the truth, like uh, a fiction, but based on truth. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. That's good. You should do it. You should do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking you were going to say that. So you shoot your family and you write a book. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you some photos of my uh -huh, kids. Oh, yeah, I sent you the first chapter. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Um, Kim, what would what would be? Do you have any tips for people who are just starting out in the industry? Um, you know, because people who listen to this podcast 
a, a whole range of experience. Some are, some have been shooting for years, but some are just starting out. Do you have any tips for those people who are just beginning? I think um, if you have the chance to shoot as a second shooter for somebody, that that will be the best tip I could give you. Right. Okay. You have a lot of time to practice, and um, you don't have the the pressure yet. Yeah, and in the beginning, you have to, 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 to give yourself away. I've done my first weddings maybe for free, mm. but it took me to Spain and it took me to France, so that was okay. Oh, that is, that is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but now I wouldn't do it. But back then, of course, I shoot like crazy. Uh, so, so start somewhere, but don't wait too long taking yourself serious and asking money for it. And that's very difficult to up your prices. I had to double my prices in a year. Wow. It was so hard. I thought nobody's going to hire me, but they still did. So that was, was good. That Don't be good. afraid to do that. Uh, yeah, because it can be really scary to up your prices, can't it? Yeah, especially if you decide I had to do it because otherwise I nobody would take me seriously and I won't take myself serious. So I had to like double my prices. Right. Okay. But I should really do that. If you have enough weddings and you have room, up your prices. Mm, totally. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. And yeah, and give yourself enough time to experiment with those new prices as well. Because some people put their prices up, but then get scared because they don't it's, book a wedding yes. within a week, but you need to give a good amount of time. Give it a time. And uh, I would also recommend do a lot of uh, writing a blog, uh, get yourself out there and be honest. Just be, be you. Don't write something you think somebody wants to read because it's it's a popular search engine optimizing word or whatever. Write who you are. Mm. Write from your heart. Be yeah. Just try to make it as real as possible. Mm. Great advice. You Great advice. Change that later on. You know, if you have to change yourself later on, then you're in trouble. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, true. Great advice again, and comes back to what you said at the beginning about the importance of just being you. And it, I, I totally believe in that as well in life. It's so important to just be you in everything that you do, and that includes running a business and writing a blog and how you talk to people on the day and everything, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> at, 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 at a wedding, have you ever made any kind of really memorable mistakes at all? <laughs> I, I made a lot of... Um almost mistakes <laughs> i almost bumped into like uh into a museum into like a painting <laughs> oh, oh really Whoa. like oh i almost ruined like oh, a century old painting i almost walked behind into a cake you know all the <laughs> all of those things uh i shot the opening dance i had three photos and then my flash got overheated because i oh. didn't know how to use it thank oh, god wow. i had see good pictures but that never happened again <laughs> <laughs> you do we learn from them don't we we do oh, but it's yeah. scary <laughs> yeah it, it is awful uh, and i don't know well, those are all good that's good i love hearing those kind of stories i do I love it I, I left my camera at, at the dance floor and i had to go back like when i was already back home oh no was it far <laughs> away no, thank God it was one that it was close, but you no, know, I'm very clumsy, so I need to 
really think before I go about if I have everything and don't <laughs> forget everything. And don't oh, I almost let the rings fall in, in the water, which is I don't do ring shots anymore after that. After I, that, yeah, well, oh no, what happened there then? You, I get you were photographing them by, by water. Yeah, I'm on a flounder above the water and I dropped one. And thank God I didn't fell between the the woods into the water. Oh, oh, Sorry, lots of things, you know, it's terrible. Oh, that's far. Oh, that is very, scary. Very, and I always have to go to the toilet when you enter uh, in, in the morning stuff like that. Do <laughs> that before. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's funny you saying about the ring as well. Just when. When I proposed to my wife and she said yes, we were at a hotel and um, the next morning she was like um, out the window. She was uh, like fling, get, there's a towel she was clean, like drying. And as she was flinging that, the, her ring fell off at a first floor window and just flew down onto the floor. So it took us about an hour to find it, but we did find it. But that was, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> right. Oh, Kim, cool. I think we've got, I think we've got time just for one more question. Uh, thank you so much for this. It's been awesome talking to you. Um, and I know this last one may be a super hard question, <laughs> just to give you <laughs> advance warning. But can you think of a certain photo that you took that's had, that's had some kind of lasting impact, perhaps that impact has been on your career or your confidence or your direction or, or just an image that's just particularly memorable to you for some reason? Um, it could be a personal image or a wedding image. There's, there's one photo that I took that I won't place on my website because uh, he looks directly into the camera. Right. Um, but I, there, was, there was a young couple, which, which I mentioned, and he, uh, yeah, he, he had cancer and they had like a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Oh, and they knew that he... he yeah, he was going to, to lose the fight. And I heard them with my uh, parents-in-law saying that they were going to take their own photos with cell phones. Uh, and I, I wasn't really feeling well, but I said, you know, no, no, we're not going to do that. So I offered them, if I could help them, just give them hours for free so I could shoot. And they were very happy with that. And it was an amazing wedding, just the way it should be, you know, just love and being together and family. Um, and this was the first time that I shot a wedding and I thought that I actually, like, knew why I was doing what I was doing. Right. And at the end of the evening, totally at the end, he looked at me and he put his thumbs up. And we looked at each other for like a couple of seconds and I took the photo and he was like, it's okay. And I knew when I took that photo that that was going to be the photo that they were going to use when he died. So I polished that photo extra well, made it a beautiful portrait because you could see how sick he was with his bags underneath his eyes. So I tried to make it as beautiful as possible. And then, yeah, a couple of months later, I got the, the, the cards that he died and it was that, that picture. So for me, that was the, the moment I know that what I do, it's not a lot what we do, but it has impact. So for me, that's my favorite one. Yeah. In my yeah, we do what we do. That's a powerful story. Um, 
Oh man, yeah, emotional just hearing you talk about that. That's, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's what we do. And we forget it sometimes with all the things around it, but mm-hmm. it's it's really nice that we can do this, I think. That's so true. Yeah, that is so true. Oh, Kim, Kim, thank you. Thank you so much for your time in talking to me. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and now you pick up the camera and shoot the crap out of your family. Yes, and you pick up the pen and, and write a novel. Yeah, about <laughs> about what? I don't know. I, I don't know either. I will, when I, On, I will start writing, okay? Yes, deal. I know I'm going to take both those of my kids. But oh, Kim, thank you so much. That was brilliant. Um, I, I just loved it. Your honesty and how open you were. And just, it's just really interesting. Thank you. Uh, well, it's nice to talk to you. You're yeah. a very nice guy. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's nice. <laughs> you are. Oh, and you're you're lovely and lovely talking to you and I know people are going to really enjoy listening and um, if you're listening as I say if you're in the car or anything head to the site this is reportage.com and I'll show lots of examples of Kim's work and links uh, to your website and you wrote a this is how piece for us I think um, a while ago as well which was super about that image where I think it's like um, the bride and the child and a, oh, maybe like hugging yeah. from behind type thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice one. yeah. And that was a, a really interesting read as well. So I'll include a link to that. And yeah, just thanks so much, Kim. That was awesome. And uh, if I have something I can do, just let me know. Oh, no worries. Yeah, you stay safe and hopefully I'll get to meet you in, in real life one day. Yeah, let's do that. That would be fun. Okay, cool. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 34th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Kim was just so lovely to talk to. Hope you enjoyed listening. Head to thisisreportage.com to see examples of Kim's work, link to her website, and the This Is How piece she wrote for us. We also have lots more episodes of the podcast already released with photographers such as Rocio Vega, Ross Harvey, Leonard Wolpot, Denise Motts, Elena Harrell-Abaki, Tyler Workin, and many more. And if you're not yet a member of TIR, check out all the benefits of joining us including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 reportage award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, and the recent huge addition to membership, exclusive educational videos. There's already almost 16 hours worth of videos to watch, where some of the world's best photographers share their tips, thoughts, and experience to make you a better photographer. New videos will also be added regularly. Collection 16 of our awards is currently open to submissions too. Deadline is 2359 BST on 24th of July 2020. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. Mm-hmm.